Hello and welcome everyone. Uh, so glad that you could uh, tune in today for uh, CABU live Q&A with senior teacher Tony Kozanek, who's been studying for about 30 years. So um, we're very excited for these events always. It's an opportunity for you to ask Tony uh, whatever question comes up. So on whatever platform you're viewing from, please post your questions. We have a tech team that will filter those questions to us here. And if you could reserve the chats primarily for questions, it helps our tech team to find and, and gather those questions uh, more efficiently. So again, welcome. And Tony, always wonderful to be with you for these events. Great to be together. Thanks, Mary. Um, yeah, it's a Q&A, meaning that if you're curious about Kabbalah, uh, if you have read something about it, if you feel something about it, uh, if you have ideas about it that you, you want to uh, check out, well, that's a reason to ask questions. But there, there's uh, another reason. I'm going to give you a reason why you should be interested in Kabbalah. Uh, mostly we've talked about in the past, Kabbalah has been talked about, read about, considered in an abstract way. It's an ancient wisdom. It's many thousands of years old. Uh, you know, what does this ancient wisdom have to, to give us today? That was always a, an abstract question. Uh, because its relevance wasn't really clear. It was looked at as mysticism or perhaps some kind of deep psychological system or maybe uh, a system of science of some sort, an ancient science. And it, it was always very difficult to, uh, to get across to, to more than just a few people in a generation what its real purpose is, what you're supposed to be doing with it. But we're in a very different circumstance today. Today, it's really apparent uh, where Kabbalah comes in, why it comes in, and what its purpose is. If you look at our current situation, we, we're seeing that on absolutely every level, <clears throat> the, the system that we live in, our understanding of what this world is, what, what our reality is, and especially what the human connection is all about, the institutions that we have, the ways in which we share, the ways in which we trade, our attitude towards each other, and even the condition of nature in regards to us, like its attitude towards us and our attitude towards nature, and even what is nature, and are we part of nature? And are perhaps the many things that we're seeing uh, occurring that we're calling, you know, crises of, of, of one sort or another. What are all those things? Why are they so present? What's, what's causing all of these things happening at the same time? Why, for instance, uh, aside from the, the things that we've been seeing lately over the past decade, uh, that have to do with the way that nature's responding to us, the, the really terrible storms, tsunamis, earthquakes, floods, a lot of flooding. Uh, 
the fears about um, global warming and the, the changing of climate and the moving of, of populations and and but all of this sort of all of this chaos is not chaos. All of these things that we are seeing are the the signs, the indication, the, the substance of a very deep change uh, in human perception and a different state of human evolution. We're moving from a, a state of sort of unconscious arrangements in which nature or a higher force ha has put us in a certain order. And we've exhausted this sort of passive involvement in reality and have come to a point of, of evolution where we're standing uh, on the threshold of a conscious uh, connection with each other and with nature. And this has to be reflected, has to ripple through all levels uh, of reality. So what is it that, why is it that we should be interested and ask questions about Kabbalah? Because that's the purpose of Kabbalah. It's to have us understand those systems that happen in nature, including human nature, defines human nature, the effect of human nature, and its place in uh, nature in general. It, it's from the human level, which is intended to be that connecting channel between the, the law, the ultimate law of nature, and all of the forces that, that emanate from that law that run this world, uh, human awareness and human connection are meant to be that channel that brings a conscious governance, not a random governance, but we're supposed to be part of that. We're supposed to allow that to happen, and we are responsible for the general balance of, of absolutely everything, not only in human society, but through human society, uh, actually governing and controlling the rest of nature. But we have not been doing that. We've been in a sort of switched off mode. We've been in a passive mode. And worse, we've been working in an opposite manner to the form in which uh, nature wants us to take. Now, we're right at the point of, of having to move into this conscious uh, relationship with the law of nature. It's a very good place to be, but it's a place that we can't see well. We don't understand if there's anything actually beyond this point that looks like a, a kind of disastrous and uh, kind of climax, maybe even extinction for us. But it's not extinction for us. It is extinction of an unconscious way of being. Kabbalah teaches a methodology that embraces all of the, the basic law of nature, how we actually adapt to it, where it appears within us, how we can learn to work with it through our connection with other people. This was not clear for many, many centuries because we had to be evolved to a point where we, where we needed it. In other words, where we could hear it. We hear and understand according to our need. Our need tells us where we are in our development. So now we're at a point where the method of connection, a kind of integral connection that we must learn is, is clear to us. We know we're not going to survive in the form that we've been in. We must take on a new form. Kabbalah is thousands of years old, 
And it's based in what the laws of nature actually are, how we adapt to them, become like them, and bring this balance to all of reality on a conscious level, not just on a passive level, not just like an animal, but like what we're meant to be, which is connected to the higher intelligence, which is the law of nature. So I don't know if your questions are going to be about that, but uh, that's certainly a direction we can go in if you want to. So Mary, let's, let's start with the first question. Okay, thanks, Tony. Already we have a few questions related to exactly what you were talking about. Mm. Uh, viewing on Facebook, Josiah Holtum is asking, how might we hasten the redemption, the global reset? Well, we're being pushed to it. Uh, the, our only point is, our choice here is that either we're going to adapt to it or, or we're not going to adapt to it. If it doesn't, if we don't get involved with it consciously, then we're going to feel it as though it was pain. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll be very difficult. It'll be hard. If we do begin to learn how it's possible to connect, uh, even with the people, the peoples, the nations, the ideas that we hate and reject, if we learn this process, that is going to hasten the, our experience of this transition as a good one. It's completely dependent on the intentional level of our relationships with each other. It has nothing to do with uh, things that we might do politically or you know, physically, because the upper force is an unseen force. It's like the force of electricity in which there is great potential and, and it can move many things, but it, it has to be directed. It can't happen randomly. And it's up to us to work on this intentional level and intending to connect for the benefit of the whole. It's an easy thing to say, but it is actually, it is an actual inner process that must be learned. It, it's, it's like an art and it's something that everybody can learn because we were born only to do that, but we must learn it. It's not just going to happen passively. The, the, the way to enhance that is to learn the methodology of Kabbalah, which is just actually to learn the, the system of nature as it applies to humanity. Learn to, uh, uh, learning how to connect sincerely and, and unconditionally with others, regardless of what we see. Connection over hate. Tough skill. It has to be practice. But that's what will hasten it. The, the desire to actually learn that while recognizing that now we have a need to do it. Mary? Okay, sure. About um, learning various lessons. This is what Mars writes. Dr. Lightman referred to the war of Gog or Magog, which I had never heard of before. What are the lessons of this state? Well, it's, it's really a question of whether we are going to proceed uh, according to uh, an altruistic intention or an egoistic intention. And these are two qualities within us, the, the quality of, of wanting to receive and focus everything on myself or uh, wanting to work outwardly for the benefit of, uh, you know, of the life that's around us. Are we going to identify with all of, all of the friends, all of the people, and all of the various levels of nature as ourself, and are we going to treat it that way or not? This is, this is the inner war. For whom are we living? 
and the, when these things become externalized, instead of being dealt with internally on the intentional level, that's when we start to see what you would call war. You, you be wars between nations, a war between uh, nature and the species that it's supposed to um, tend to. We, you know, we see things like uh, a pandemic, which is uh, a kind of a war on the on the animate level, where you know because the the uh, the pandemic is caused by a kind of a virus, which is an animal. And and it's a uh, it's it's something that um, you know wants to take over absolutely everything and make sure that it it lives at the expense of of its entire environment. It this is an aspect of us, and these that's the thing that's under correction. And that kind of an action is war of Gog and Magog, because the the internal question of for whom is do I live uh, is not being answered internally. It's being projected externally. But its solution, the, the peace and the wholeness that we are looking for happens when we learn how to make this connection with each other on the intentional level. That brings peace. Not the, you know, not rushing here and there with troops and, and with medicine, even though those things are necessary. That's not where uh, the victory of this war happens and the victory in that war is peace and well-being for both sides not just for the one side mary okay yeah next up um is a question from m watching on youtube how do you know times are different now and it's not that history is just repeating itself what's the difference between now and say the time of the holocaust Oh, I would go back even further. It, it, the, what we're seeing is what happens in a process that you might call reincarnation, which, which is that we, we, when we go through a complete cycle and, and move into another collective state with each other. So though the aspects of that process are all similar, you know, whether they happened 2000 years ago at the destruction of the temple or whether they happened in the flood, you know, in the, the, the story of Noah, not the physical thing, but, but the internal mechanism, the spiritual mechanism that brings, brings the whole of the creature, which is humanity, which is actually one creature, brings it like a, you know, like a caterpillar to that state where it is going to go through a transitional uh, degree into a completely new state. Every time that happens, it always appears the same way. It's, it seems like we come to the end of something. Uh, we can't make old systems work. Uh, we don't know how to proceed. The systems that we have had seem to appear to be collapsing as though there is nothing going to happen. It, you know, it seems like death or destruction and it takes that, that external form and then there is a new life. But it's, it's we, it's this, it's this single creature that undergoes this reincarnation, like the entire generation that's alive today. It's like the living creature and everything else that exists in nature is also part of our body we will see that those same types of phenomena every time there is a 
that kind of complete renewal and evolution onto a higher level. So yeah, it's not that history repeats itself, but the process in nature repeats. Hey, we have a, a question about that higher level, Tony. Uh, viewing on YouTube, Amanda Green. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Uh, you're a friend of mine. Great. Um, you're able to join. Um, Amanda is asking, what is the responsibility of a human being in this new conscious world? Well, the responsibility is to be responsible for everybody else in your heart. Uh, because we don't know what actions are correct actions. We don't know what to take. We don't, we don't perceive enough of a big enough arc uh, in, in the really deep and intertwined uh, system of nature. So the only thing that we have that can, that can guide us in our responsibility is to get as close to the correct intention in relation to others, the kind of outcome that we would like to see. And that intention, with the correct intention, with the correct starting point, we will end up doing always the correct actions, even though we might not even understand what it is that we're actually doing. We do understand why we're doing, if it starts on that level, and we do understand for whom we are doing. So the primary responsibility is to learn how to live in and on that intentional level and to be part of the guidance system, uh, uh, the system of well-being and the planning of well-being for all uh, of humanity and for all of nature. The, the, the creation was created out of a single intention, and that intention, simply put, and it includes all systems in it, but this is as simply as it can be put, the, the, the thought behind everything that was created was to create a creature and to fulfill the creature. We, we and everything that we see around us is the creature. So all of the complex systems that ever happened uh, on, on the macro and the micro level, they all, they all were impelled out of that single desire because nothing can stand against that, that intention, that desire. Intention is the creative level of existence. All the matter that sort of tumbles into, into particular forms, that happens only, it orders our ego into a correct form. And matter is only made of ego. So we have to learn to live in that place, in that, in that place of goodwill as the starting point of everything. And then it will roll out naturally, organically into a world that works for, for every aspect of nature. Tony, Crystal James has a, a huge desire uh, to spread goodwill. He's asking, or sure, she, excuse me, is asking, Tony, can all Kabbalah students watching now worldwide make your show a regular time and place for you to help us all connect and pray with love for our world family? Um, start praying. Uh, no, I don't think it will become a regular time and place for this. It, it depends. I mean, not externally, not formally, but you can certainly use it that way. There are other, um, there are other times and uh, venues in, 
you know, in our organization that are made for regular prayer. And it happens on a, on a daily basis. It's not prayer like in religion. It's prayer like on the intentional level. And so those, so Kabbalah students are learning how to do that. Uh, and, you know, there is a, a daily prayer that happens of that order of prayer order of intention based on the connection between people and you'll see there are like on the there's a prayer that women do there's a prayer that men do um the women's one has got many more women in it uh, than than men i i don't know exactly why that is maybe it's much more important to women maybe they feel it more directly so there are thousands 1600 1700 women in those in those meetings and they happen on I think they happen on zoom right and the, a lot of people there and it's all uh, on that intentional level um if you're gonna if you're interested in studying kabbalah and you want to be you know you want to learn this methodology and you want to take part in this sort of global connection of people from all over the world not only studying but also you know, making a, a connection, a human connection that really spans the, the planet. And we have every country, people from every country. Join CobU. Uh, start to learn. See if it's for you. Uh, find out what this methodology is. It's not a religion. It's not something, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to leave anything you're doing. This is like, this is learning the law of nature, but it's learned in a, in a, in a systematic way. Uh, uh, in which a person develops uh, according to their own pace, but develops in the same way that a child develops and learns to become an adult. This is about going from being a spiritual child to a, to a spiritual adult. Spiritual meaning only to be aligned with and synchronized with the law of nature. So check it out. Um, you can put a, a link for our friends in, in the chat to uh to take a look at at Kabu. this will you could join and um and immediately have access to all kinds of study all types of material you could just even entertain yourself with you don't have to get into direct serious study right away we'll mention this again later and uh and uh you know mary will give you the the info on all that but um when you belong to that to to that uh sort of source of of uh the methodology, then you have access to, to those places where people are gathering uh, internationally to work on that level. So, I mean, it's, it's for you. It's part of life. It's learn. Mary? Okay, sure, Tony. Earlier you're talking about evolution. M is asking, are we evolving? Oh, yeah. We're being pressed to evolve. Uh, and yes, I think what, what we're seeing now is a sign of our evolution because it's not hidden from us. <clears throat> the difference between um, the egoistic approach to existence and the altruistic approach to existence is being clearly delineated right in front of us. When, when these things are presented to us as a need, <clears throat> and we can see that human action and the way that we are with each other is causing all of these problems, then you can say we've been evolved to the, you know, to a toehold in the, into the conscious, the consciousness of what the real intention behind life is. 
before we were in complete concealment about it. And it's our desire that is being evolved. It's not, it's not our bodies or our technology and all that. These are just sort of byproducts of the type of inner evolution that's happening as a result of our connection. And here's where, here's where the line actually is that everybody can really see. It's absolutely clear that it appears to us that we are not going to survive if we don't learn how to connect with each other globally. Meaning we're already laid out on the, uh, you know, on an integral map where we are already interconnected with each other to such a degree that we can't make a move left or right with your hand without affecting everybody else. And we can affect each other for better, but we've been affecting each other for worse. We see it and we're so completely split. This is also a sign of our evolution that, that the actual the identity of the disease is revealed. We, we know we're sick, but now we know what we're sick with. We, we want to separate from people who don't agree with our ideas, even politic, stupid, ridiculous political ideas that have no, no depth of insight into nature at all. And over those things, we're willing to completely cut off people and you know, destroy them, put them in prison and go to war with them. And it's clear you know that that's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it is what's called unfounded hatred. It's not really based in anything. It is. It's based in our nature, which we don't want to change. And there is a way to transform that. So that's a sign of evolution. We know, we know what the illness is. We have a pretty good idea of what being well would look like. Uh, and now we just need to learn, well, what's the medicine? And that's what Kabbalah is. Okay, thank you, Tony. Ash Wilby, viewing on YouTube, is asking, is there anything humanity as a whole is going through or going to benefit from out of the current chaos? They're going to benefit from absolutely everything. We, we will all benefit from a, from a transformed world that's based on... Um, working for the f to make sure that life is good for everybody that our, the purpose of our life will be right before our faces we will recognize that those people that we think are outside of us are as close to us as our own as our own heart that they actually are us and that we will live in a world that is ruled by a single law which is love your friend as yourself that's what it's leading us to that's that's the that's the healthy state uh, that we're going to benefit from. The only way we can be aimed at that state and have enough desire to do what it takes to get there is by having the kind of uh, chaos and separation that's very clear to us now. If, because if you don't need it, you're not going to do it because we're very happy to stay in our nature as long as we're we're comfortable in it. We're not being allowed to be comfortable in it. The benefit will be that we leave one way of being and enter another way of being, which is the place that nature is evolving us to. So we, we become, um, we get the pleasure of that. We get the pleasure of the change. We get the, 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 
the pleasure of seeing other people happy. And that's a happy world. Okay, do um, be responsible for seeing others happy and love thy friend as thyself. Pamela Chapel is asking, am I my brother's keeper? Yeah, right on. That's the meaning of I am my brother's keeper. That's what the war of Gog and Magog is about. Am I my brother's keeper? I am my brother's keeper. It's, it's, those, two, it's those two elements inside of, of the heart that, that are warring over the true meaning of life and for, who we, for whom and for what we're living. We are each other's keepers. Who else is going to help but those that are around us? And if someone before us is in need, who else is going to help? We're responsible. We, uh, we are supposed to be... You know, I remember I, hearing when people uh, who are activists, you know, for the protection of animals and stuff, they, there used to be this sort of strong reaction about something that's in the Bible. It says he gave uh, Adam dominion over all of, the, all of the animals. And there was a kind of an attitude towards that that said, no, we don't, we don't have dominion. We don't have the right to do like horrible things to, to animals. You know, we, we should be, we should be, um, uh, you know, they're conservators and, and uh, they they're, take care of their well-being. But that's what dominion means in Kabbalistic terms, you know. It means that we, we, we are to govern, but we're supposed to govern like nature governs. We're supposed to be looking at those levels. And by the way, animals, plants, rocks, that's all us anyway. So all, all that it really is saying is that we are the, the conscious level that, that are to care for and maintain all levels of life. We have dominion, and meaning we have responsibility. We are the keepers of what, what nature has created for us. We're part of that governing force of nature, and we have to step up to that level. But we don't just step up, and we don't want to be dragged to it, because that's going to be very painful. We want to know how nature works, what the laws of nature are on the human level, and we want to learn to do that, and we can only do that with others. We have a, a very strong resistance to connection with others on that level. It's probably the most disgusting thing to us and the thing that we most run away from. It's why we don't like the word responsibility, <laughs> because responsibility means a kind of con being constantly in that field of connection. So how can we learn to, to be in, in that field and see and get the, not just the pleasure that, you know, was intended for us through our creation, but take pleasure in the pleasure of others, which is vast, unmeasurable, immeasurable uh, pleasure. How do we do that? We can do it. There is a way to, to invert our nature. We don't, it's not like we, we get rid of it. We don't kill the ego or anything like that. But Kabbalah is a process of being able to invert the use of the ego so that it's used in an altruistic way. And this we can only learn in our relationship with other people. That's what the method is all about. 
that's what it teaches. But in the past, the, you know, you couldn't talk about these things because people didn't have the need for it. So they, the, all these things, the scientific aspect of Kabbalah and the aspect of, of uh, the responsibility and the ultimate connection with everything, the sort of integral connection with everything came across as sounding like mystical. It's not, it's real practical, but it's not magic when, you've, when we've evolved to the point where we see it as a need. So the, the uh, method of Kabbalah was designed for the time when humanity is waking up to provide a bridge between an old world of egoism and a new world of altruism. Mary. Hey, Tony, how long is this change going to take? Um, and that's from Yvonne DeCellis watching on Facebook. Well, according to Zohar, the book of the Zohar, it, you know, there's another 230 years if we get dragged, if, we, if we're forced to it, if we don't wake up, if we don't align with it. And it can happen pretty quickly if we do. Um, and it'll happen in a good way, but it's going to happen. What we don't want is we don't, we don't want to be dragged. We don't want to be you know, pushed by, by these forces. We want to learn what the force uh, of, of love and bestowal, which is really pushing this. It's, it's not a negative force that's doing it. We want to learn what it wants from us, how to respond to it, and how to respond to it by connecting. You can learn that. And that's something that, you know, even within months, a person can have the basics of it, know the dance step, you know, be able to follow uh, uh, correctly with, with the, the motions of nature, you know, not completely, but it's not something that we're doing alone. This is something that, that is going to be done by all of humanity. And it starts with a small group. And like the hundredth monkey thing, it just naturally, organically spreads. Once that kind of, you get a, a quantum of that type of connection happening amongst people who are doing it for the right reason, not in order to, uh, to have a better physical situation, not in order to stop some negative thing, but just in order to be exactly like nature, like the law of nature, that is, that's what the Kabbalists call clinging to the creator or, or adhesion with the creator. That means adhesion, acting inwardly exactly like the law of nature in our heart. Uh, then it happens. It's like a, a nuclear, like nuclear fission. It naturally ripples through all consciousness, through the awakened part and down sort of subconsciously into the yet unawakened part. And it raises everything. That's how everything in nature works. But we're the we're either the plug in, in that in that pipeline, or we are the open pipeline. It can happen very quickly. Okay, Amanda has another question. Tony, are all guilty or shameful feelings egoistic? Yes, because we're not really responsible for, in that sense, for the desires that that come up in us. Only in what we, you know, how we use them. So, and and every situation that happens for us happens only in order to give us the insight that will make us want want to rise to a, a to a higher level of involvement and responsibility and and love and, and all those things. So it doesn't. We didn't create the circumstances. We we aren't 
responsible for those things. Nature, the creator, is evolving us into those situations and providing them for us. So to feel regret about the past is just like to not notice what's in front of us now. It's, it, it isn't useful. It isn't helpful. Is it egoistic? Yes, because the, the point is to, lead, to, to work above that identification with only me and only for me. Because it's only the, the, the stupid little part of that isn't really me that is, you know, has done the thing that we feel regret for. Why put attention on that? We, what we're really trying to do is to work above that. So, okay, fine. Bye-bye. Have a nice time. And we move forward. Okay, Rahul Bhatia, viewing on YouTube, has a couple of questions about emotions as well. How do we deal with hate and anger? What is the difference between them? They're the same thing. You can't deal with them. You don't deal with them. You, we acknowledge that they're there, but the only reason that they are there, well, this is now we're getting into methodology, and I don't know whether you're a student or whether you're, you know, this is a general question. But what Kabbalah tells us is that um, there, there is no way for there to be, to be love and an upper force unless it's working over something. It, it, it's what, it's what uh, makes a connection despite hatred. You can't get rid of this because we, we're given this in order to raise us to a place that is completely without that as a, as a factor. When we can make a connection and still have a concern, even though uh, in, our, in our egos we are having a very negative response and, and maybe a, a completely opposite response, that connection that is made regardless of that that is extremely powerful. That is, that is love because love has to work against its opposition. You can't feel what love is. It's certainly not that intensity of love unless you feel the intensity of its oppositeness. And th this is another way of saying what's happening to us collectively now that the extreme degree of disconnection and hatred that we're experiencing is the indication of where we're going, which is its opposite on an, an equally intense degree above it. We only can perceive according to opposites. We can't perceive anything um, in itself. All consciousness works that way. Life is what exists between opposites. Um, so what we do with the hatred, and I'm saying this, but it doesn't mean you can do it just because you get the idea does not mean you can do it. You, you need, a person needs practice with this. Uh, and that's the practical aspect of, of Kabbalah. Because there's eventually when, after people learn the fundamentals, uh, which are quite opposite to the way that we, that we think out of our egos, when, after you learn the fundamentals of this, you, one then, if they want, they move into learning the, the practical aspect of Kabbalah. That is how, you, how these principles of, of the law of nature, how we work with them bet between me and another person, and, and how we begin to work 
in a kind of a, identifying in a kind of collective way with and seeing within that group of people working the force of nature, the integral force of nature connecting everything. That's what we do with hatred. We make connections that, that go beyond the self and that have to do with no matter what the response is, the connection remains there and we develop that group of people that we're with. That's what nature does with us. Nature takes all of these things that seem to be opposite, or let's say many, many strata of, um, of life in nature, like what's under the forest floor, what runs <clears throat> on its surface, the trees in it, the animals in it, the, the weather in which it exists, and it manages every one of those things that seem even, you know, they're different strata, but they can seem even opposite. <clears throat> and sometimes they seem to have opposite goals that one, you know, the survival of one seems to destroy some aspect of the other. Nature harmonizes all of that. That is also what we need to do inside of human relations. And hatred is that, is that opportunity to manage all strata of of intention within human relationships and and make the entire system sustain itself you know work eternally without being at war with each other mm. see this is where I, I know that I'm, I'm at a real limit here because you have to begin to learn the methodology and then you go oh I see that's what we're doing when we're doing this practical stuff Hey, Tony, the next question comes from George L.A. Matos, uh, viewing on YouTube. I see internally an increase of confusion of interpreting the desires and the feelings that arise from them. What should be the anchor to navigate into this sea of uncertainty and confusion? The desire to do, to connect with other people for their success. And I don't mean not material success, but for their well-being. The anchor needs to be goodwill. It, the anchor is love your friend as yourself. That's the, the simplest way of stating the general law of nature. The anchor is connection. Because we'll get confused by everything else because everything else is a byproduct. And if, you, if we put our attention on those other things and about the stuff that's not working, you don't fix it by going to the stuff that's not working. You, you fix it by holding on to the, to the, to the main rail, to the, to the main idea, which is connection over disconnection. But you've got to learn how to do it. It's a life skill. You know, it is, it's like what we were born for. We were created by nature in order to evolve to be like nature. So it is a life skill. It takes a lifetime not to learn it. It takes a lifetime in a certain way, a kind of a lifetime to come to the point where we need that more than we need anything else. And then we become willing to hear and to see and to do what nature is asking us. The reason we need study is because uh, nature 
unfolds it, it reveals it. And where do you think it's going to be revealed, like out of the heavens? It becomes revealed through our connection with other people. We learn this thing is passed through people, and you can say it's passed down as though there were history and time, where there, but there isn't. But you, we have to get it from other people. So that's why it's called a study, or you can say that you know, there's instruction in it, or it's written in books, because nature, nature brings this light to us in the, the realm that we live in, and humanity lives in the realm of feelings and thoughts and ideas. That is the, the, the realm we're supposed to live in. We exchange feelings, thoughts, and ideas. Well, art is a lesser level of it, but we, we, we do it through education, through contact with other humans in which knowledge or light is passed. So this is a, life is a school and we must learn it. We can see it in nature, yes, but, but the shortcut is to, is to learn it from other people and then teach it to other people. That's how the light gets, gets infused into the human level. Hey, Tony, Yvonne DeCellis wants to know more about this uh, sense of connection. Is this simply a mindset or there is a conscious connection that we can actually feel? It's both things, you know, uh, but it can't be only a mindset. Unless it's like what the, what the Kabbalists say about, uh, about the creator. You can't, it's impossible to have love for the creator without having love for, for our fellow man, you know, fellow, our friends. You come to the love of the creator through the love of friends. It cannot be an abstraction. It, it has to be a, a way of life to, to see that the, the connection to and our care for the people that are before us is our connection and is the expression, let's say, of the creator. Let's call it that. Because the connection between people is creator, is God. Like it's, it, there's, nothing, there's nothing spiritual in any individual, anything that thinks it's an individual, any creature that sees itself as, as an individual. The spirituality, the force, the light, the creator is what connects the, these points that we call people or, you know, me and you. It's not, there's nothing spiritual in you. There's nothing spiritual in me. What is spiritual is what's passing between us right now. As you're listening to this, your heart is open. My heart is open to you. And this thing that is passing between us, this light, this is the creator. and. So it has to be not, an, not a, a mindset, but also a, a constant effort to make this type of connection with others. And to begin with, a person needs to learn to do it on a very limited basis because the values of the world are completely egoistic. And, they, and you cannot just go out in the street and start doing this because maybe you'll do it for a day and you'll be seeing things, you'll be floating. You'll, you will really feel all this. And then you'll never be able to return to it again because it's the force of society that is what is actually being passed by the majority of people in the, in the world that we live in in general right now 
is going in the other direction, even though it wants to change. This is why first uh, you have to learn it with people who are only doing that. It's the only reason they're doing it is to learn it and to have you learn it. It stabilizes in a, in a situation like that. And now it becomes something you can bring to the world. That's what the methodology is about. You take some, take some of your time, some of your spare time, and, and you learn this thing, and you, and you work on it, and you have it stabilize. You, you begin to know what it's like when that field exists between people. Now you've got something to give to the world, not as an individual, but, as that, but out of that field that you have built. Uh, and, th and that's what eventually ripples through all of human society. So it's both an action and a mindset, but the mindset has to be put in, it has to be made real as a, as a change in perception of reality. And that only happens with other people. Okay, Tony, Nikki uh, Watson watching on Facebook has a question about learning from different um, sources. Um, first of all, the comment, I'm doing the Cobb U course called Revealing the Kabbalah Part One. It's mm -hmm. heart changing. I've studied religion, new age and the occult and none of it felt right like this. Can I ask what you think of people who describe the spiritual world through the use of hallucinogenic drugs? Are, the, are they viewing a piece of the real world or just stuff from their own mind? I guess I want to know if they have ideas I can trust. Mm. Uh, that's a multi-level question. Um, let me start with this. Uh, what hallucinogenics have that is true is the sensation of the ultimate interconnection of everything it's like a door opens right away without without preparation and uh and the main thing that that is felt there is that there is a perfection that exists but doesn't tell doesn't tell us how to live there uh it does it it just shows that the underlying reality is of that nature complete interinclusion that basically we're at home, you know, in this, we're at home in unity, but it doesn't tell us in any way how to live there. Nor are there any, any conclusions or ideas other than the integral nature of reality that can come from those things. But that is the configuration of life. That's, that, that's so. But that's not our problem is not just to sort of crack open something and, and perceive that such a thing exists. Our problem is how do we live there and establish uh, a, a, a coherent foundation in what you can call a spiritual state? And how do we include everybody in it? Not to go there by ourselves. How do, how, how do we make that a spiritual world not a not a, a momentary insight and so and not an insight uh, for which one has no foundation and is not prepared uh, and i'm not i'm not talking about native cultures and uh, that have that have arranged some sort of organized way of approaching that and retreating from it and and applying it to a to a, a lifestyle that doesn't exist anymore uh, a lifestyle of uh, you know 
you know, a, a tribal lifestyle that really can support that to the degree that, in some degree. And I would say that we are now at a different state and that all of that is good. It's like a little, it's like a little hit of medicine, but we're at a different state now where it's no longer just here or there or momentary, but it, it, it has to be a complete change of perception of reality, not for just a few awakened or enlightened or whatever we want to call it, but it's a new world. This is, this is a, a different order. This is the entire generation, everybody alive now and who was ever alive, because we're one thing, we're one creature. All of us going to some degree into a conscious engagement with this that, that can't be done through a, uh, a passive mode by, by allowing, you know, by having a drug change us. What nature is asking of us right now is to do it consciously, to do it together and to do it consciously and to just do it out of the fiber of our, of our bone and the, and the threads that connect us. Not out of some external thing. We must not receive this. We must give it. That's the difference between the two worlds. Taking a, um, a hallucinogen is, is reception. Kabbalah is, is, takes us to a similar, but a sort of... A similar place, but together, and one in which we create it and give it. It's a good question because it's that's a very that's an interesting. These are interesting distinctions. Okay, Tony. Next up, Alan. I love your name and your questions. Uh, this is from Alan Luciano Pindordanis. He wants to know. How can we share the pleasure from the study of Kabbalah and how good it is? Is there a trick to convince a friend? Yeah, by being the best friend that ever was. That's that's how you do it. <laughs> by example, I don't. You can't. Uh, you can't convince people of this. People either they need it or they don't need it. They can hear or not. And um, you know, let's not let's not push it so that it feels like then it becomes a stumbling block for them. Then they will go like, oh, that crap. I don't want to ever get near that thing, you know, and maybe in, you know, in a month or two, they would, their heart would, would turn to, to nature and say, okay, nature, you know, teach me what, what do I need to do? So you could share a book or something like that. Uh, that's probably the best way to do it. Videos, that kind of thing. But I wouldn't push it on anybody. Just be a good example. Okay, next question comes from Orlando Moreira Torres. If you're participating in your individual correction, is that also participating in world correction? Only if you're doing that with other people. You have to, yeah, you have to, uh, you know, get the sensitivity to what is it that you actually feel that you want to change, or at least you want to know what it is that, that needs to be changed. Where is that? Where is that egoistic thing in me? When does it function? What, what does it feel like when it does that? Am I tired of living this way? You, when you have to, that happens first as a preparation for, for the willingness to actually do it with other people. The correction of the world is in the connection of the people of the world because the world is 
is the people. And um, yeah, it, we, we need to come out of our rooms, you know, we have to learn to breathe again and, and to connect with others. And that's where all the goodness and the pleasure of life actually exists. So, and that's the place where the work needs to be. But yes, everything that you do helps the world a great deal. See, we have uh, some repeat viewers. Um, we have a few minutes left if you want to just drop in the chats uh, where you're viewing from today. I'll share mm -hmm. those in just a couple of minutes. I think we have time for that. Uh, the next question is from me, uh, Maria Shilachi. To what extent must humanity fall down in order to begin going up the stairs and get rid of this chaos in which we are in? I don't know. It will have to fall us until we wake up. But we're, we're, we are waking up. Um, and it doesn't have to be everybody. That's, that's, the, that's the gentleness of, of nature's hand. It, it only needs to be a relatively small, compared to the population, let's say, if we, in terms of, of number, or let's call it intensity, because it's not really number. It, it, a certain amount within you, within the, the, you know, all of humanity, and that's just a part of you. It's like there's an awakened part of you and an unawakened part of you, right? So if there's enough of, of you, us, there's enough of the creature that is awakened and that's really, really small, you know, it's a very small percentage. Uh, it may be even under, under a percent, but it has to be of, of, uh, of the correct intensity then the, we stop falling and we, you know, it's just the elevator. Uh oh, the, you know, the line's broken. The elevator is just plummeting. And then all of a sudden whoo, 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 it's like on a, it's just floating on air and, and we, we will start to rise together. We're, we are close to that. That's why we're teaching. We learned this. We went through exactly what you're going through, had the same need, desire finished with, with, you know, living a life, that way in a world that's like that uh, searched found something that was on top of everything else that we had looked for because this thing that you're, you're watching now is just run by a bunch of volunteers students who uh who've been through exactly the situation that, that you're in um it and it began to it began to change things and you we you can feel this this change happening and it, it it stops at a certain point and and you you begin to move towards each other and you just want to 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 share this with other people and more and more people connect with it and and if we move on the intentional level there is nothing that can stand against it we don't have to be afraid that uh you know we just don't know what to do and, and what actions will we will we take it's not a matter of, a, of action, it's a matter of spiritual action. And nothing can stand against that level. So it's a very small number of people, but, it's, but it is of, of a strong intensity. That's enough cure to change the color of the water and to, and to change the quality and the direction of humanity. Um, and, 
we are basically there, but we're just not awake. The, the, the number's there, the intensity's there, the quality, the, it has to just start coming alive. So if you have that, that kind of in, uh, tendency that I was describing, then learn something. Learn a little bit about it, even learning a little bit about how, how nature works in humans, why the law of the universe, the law of reality is love your friend as yourself, and how you can do that in some manner. If you do that, even a little bit, um, then the fall has ended. It really has ended. But, but it's not enough just that it's ended. Now we have to start building that. So you, you have to know what are, what are the building materials of the new world? What are spiritual building materials? Learn something about it. Even if you don't you know, stay in it, find out what it is. Because you're going to need it. Because that's where we're going. So Mary, uh, first of all, let me thank you all for, for joining and for, for asking questions. They were, they were good. Sent me places. So, uh, and, and Mary has some information for you about, uh, about Cobb U. And thanks for your help, Mary. Okay, yeah, my pleasure, Tony. Um, thank you. Just uh, quickly, I'll share some locations where uh, we have viewers um, joining from. Sydney, Australia, Ohio, Brooklyn, New York, Netherlands, Rotterdam, Ireland, Mesa, Arizona, Turkey, Boston, Beersheba, Israel. LA, California, Ethiopia, Ontario, Canada, Gambia, Hungary, Stockholm, Sweden, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Mauritius, Puerto Rico, Coritiba, Brazil, Chico, California, Utah in the USA, Georgia, USA, Portugal, Dublin, Washington, DC, and Connecticut in the US. Thank you. Uh, and thank you, uh, Rachel, for for collecting those so quickly into our entire amazing tech team. Uh, a few announcements. If you want to join CobU and you're not already a CobU member, then we invite you to join. You can see the link in the chats. You'll gain access to several Kabbalah courses from beginners all the way to advanced. You'll join the biggest online Kabbalah community ever and the ability to ask instructors questions in the student forums and other events and access to a Kabbalah exclusive weekly webinar. Also, you'll get access to the next Kabbalah Revealed course with Tony. It starts on April 24th, 2022. If you're not interested in joining CobU, you can support CobU in a couple of different ways. You can become a CobU member and get access to the CobU courses, or you can make a donation, which is always appreciated uh, because as Tony mentioned, uh, we all volunteer to produce these broadcasts. And as Tony said, thank you so much for all the great There's one other. Today. There's one other thing. Uh, if you go to, to the CobU site and you, you know, you sort of sign up now, you can join. We, we have another event right after this, which is, should be happening right now, <laughs> uh, uh, which is an exclusive with CobU students in which they can ask, you know, personally very direct questions and we can, we can meet with each other back and forth. You can join that immediately. Uh, if, you, if you go there now, you can join us for that, that private event. That's it. 